Hey everyone, welcome to Saturday Night Popcorn, and this is a special edition of Sunday Morning Hangover. This is Jason. And this is Kai, and we have another great discussion for you today. Uh, the movie of the day is The House That Jack Built from 2018, right before the wonderful pandemic. Yeah. The... <laughs> uh, still fairly new to a certain extent, so just want to give everyone a spoiler warning before we start off the episode. Which is, I, I guess the only thing you can kind of spoil is what do you believe is happening with the narration? Because I, that's my first question to you. What when yeah, you first yeah. heard like this? There's this conversation that's kind of happening in the background. Like it starts mm-hmm. off with like a, like a long black screen just, of them talking. Yeah, and it's two voices, and one mm-hmm. voice is the main character who Jack. becomes who is a serial killer, and th- there's mm-hmm. this other voice that you kind of don't know. But what did you believe that that was? I thought it was a conversation. I almost thought it was like him speaking to a, an officer mm-hmm. about what he had done because yeah, there was no context. And then even as the movie progressed, they didn't really give context of like who he was. Do you still know? Or like, do you still, hmm? you still don't know? Well, is it, is it the devil? So, so I, I like, or it's like someone that's helping him transition to the afterlife. Right. So basically what I get is this is uh Dante's Inferno. Uh, or the Divine Comedy. Uh, and so I, I've never read it myself, but I've heard like explanations of it. And um, and so Virgil is the person that's guiding Dante through the layers of hell. And, okay, which is basically what, which is what happens, that guy basically. Was doing. Mm-hmm. And, but when I first heard his voice, I was like, I went through like a, a couple theories. I was like, mm-hmm. either he's talking to a priest sort of kind of yeah, happens exactly. like that like it sort yeah. of turns into that confessing my sins yeah. yeah he's sort of like or it's it's uh i was like either he's talking to a priest because he's about to get executed like almost like kind of like last rites which is more so patty thought yeah. uh he may have been like a psychologist just like hey we want to know what is going on like why did you do all this stuff mm-hmm. and then towards the end i was like he's already dead and then, but I was like, I don't know who he is, uh, yeah. why he's talking to him. But then it then it kind of goes into it. And it, they tell you all this stuff in the epilogue, right? Because it kind of like refeeds some of the lines what had and happened. everything. And yeah. he's kind of taking this journey. Uh, I was actually kind of amazed. I was like, whoa, this is like a modern take on Dante's Inferno. But it's crazy. Like, so I love this movie. I had seen it before. Have you? I suggested it to you. Oh, I yeah, forgot you yeah. saw it. I was like, man, I was amazed mm-hmm. by this movie. This was this is a very good. Movie. I loved it. Yeah, it's that's the one thing is like it's something we get into later, but you can't recommend this to everyone. Oh no, because <laughs> it's I I dock at some points. It comes out of left field because yeah. it's pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like when. I don't remember how I found out about it because it wasn't something that was at least I don't remember it being like highly publicized in like theaters or on blogs. So I don't remember how I came across it, but I remember coming across and being like, ah, I'll, I'll check it out and being amazed and freaked out <laughs> and then being like, OK, there's really nobody I could recommend this to. And then slowly being like, oh, I can recommend it to this person and this person. And the people I have recommended it to loved it. Like you're one of them. And then one of my other friends loved it also. And but yeah, it's not for it's not for everybody. 
why do you think it's not for everybody? I think that's like a good question. I think because of they show everything. I think of because of how gruesome some of the scenes are. Mm-hmm. Like Saw, you know what you're getting into. Like the trailers kind of show you like, oh yeah, this is going to be intense. People are going to lose their lives or lose body parts, whatever. This, no, they kind of kept that a secret, like A24. Like to give you a little bit of a gist, but nothing like what actually takes place in the movie. And the And also the intensity doesn't come fully from the gore aspect. It's like, how like up close and personal it is, especially with the two kills that he had where he strangled the people. It was, it's very, Oh yeah. Cause you're right there. Yeah. Aggressive. And, and and granted it is aggressive. Um, but, and then Patty said that the, the worst thing that she watched was when he killed the family. And she was like, that was like the hardest thing to watch. When I first watched, like the first time I watched this, cause it's been, I think I watched it. I watched this the first time during the pandemic, so it's been a couple of years. But the first time I saw it, I was like, "There's no way," because they they like lead you into it. Like he's he's at this location, he has a weapon, but you're like, "Ah, it's a movie. There's no way they can do that in a movie." And then he does it. You're like, "Oh, this is one of those." Okay. And then like the 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 weird. The, the the explanation of what's going on in his mind too where he's like yeah he, he like justifies a piece of art yeah, yeah but also like with the family he justifies like oh you, how you have to did. kill the young ones first yeah. because if you kill the older one first the young ones inevitably will die and he kind of contributes mm. them or like or kind of like says that they're they're almost like deer deers and everything mm-hmm. and so if you kill the older one the younger ones will die. But if you kill the young ones and the older one gets away, they can still kind of fend for themselves and stuff. And so, um, but, but yeah, that was intense. That was gruesome. (laughs) I, I, I enjoy, well, this is tough to say, but I enjoyed the camera work. Mm -hmm. Like if, if they would have had the camera static just on a tripod as all of this played out, it wouldn't have had the same uh, impact. If it was the like fact that it felt like, like you're flying screen, a wall, yeah, yeah, like you're flying a wall, watching as like this family realizes what's going on, and you're just in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat, and you're just like, uh, this, there's no way this is actually going to happen. And then it happens. I yeah. I kind of saw this as uh, as like The Office, but serial killer. Like <laughs> it's like a documentary that you because like it that's what like, adds yeah. to the tension and the uneasiness mm-hmm. because I, I say this a lot and like movies are supposed to be made where you, you feel like the person that's there in the yeah. scene, but this one, you definitely feel like, you like you're like helping you're along with the murders or something, or you're just yeah. like the camera guy is you basically. And, and even oh, especially when it goes through the walking through hell, like when they go into oh, yeah. and, the camera guys like water leaning and under, and yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. So you feel more like you're there with them too. Yeah. Well, even that, uh, I think it was the first strangulation when he goes to the lady's house, mm-hmm. and then he ties her to the car. Yeah, right. That one, like the cops show <laughs> up, and you're like, "Oh, he's done. Like this movie's over." And then he had already hid the body, and then just drive down the street, and you're like, "He's gonna get caught. Look at all this blood." 
And then it starts raining and you're like, how in the world did this man get away with this? And it's like, and he even says it during the little interview where it's like, I don't know if it's divine intervention or just pure luck. And and it's more so that that that's pure luck for sure. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Like just starts raining after you did what you did. Come on. I, well, even the the Uma, the Uma Thurman, like her basically forcing herself in the car and then her making all these jokes and then, and then it came true. Getting the, I did not know Stable. that that was Uma oh, Thurman. Oh, it was Uma Jack. I, d- really? I had no clue. Patty, I was like, why is Uma oh, wow. Thurman credited in this movie? And yeah. Patty was like, that's the first lady. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that was her. <laughs> But that's pretty good. You you with Ermis in two movies of like serial killers and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I don't know. I was I think like I think this kind of delves into like why most like like true crime has like a resurgence or like a kind of like a mm-hmm. a, a passion passion so to speak. I think it's kind of it's kind of hard to kind of speak. It, like subject matter of like people actually being killed uh even though this is like all theoretical right it's like this is not based off a true yeah. story but yeah, it's not like monster yeah it's not like a true story but like i think the interest with true crime and this like stories like these is because you want to kind of hear the person's kind of like understanding Side. of why yeah, why, like why they did it like an explanation and, and it does yeah. kind of give like the the whole light post explanation where the, his shadow kind of drags out in front of him mm-hmm. and then it gets bigger and bigger behind him and that's his pain until he finally releases um yeah it was like whoa like that's like a kind of like complex way of understanding that and and i wonder like how much research did the writer and director kind of put into this they had to put a good amount because even the I considered uh, in my notes. I considered it the OCD sequence when he strangles a woman in her home, and then he d- he gets in the car ready to go, and he's like, "Oh no, I forgot something," mm-hmm. and he just continuously goes back in the house to check to make sure it's like spotless, and even walks in with the cop. It's like, and then starts checking. Who would think of this? <laughs> yeah, who would think of including this in a movie? So I, they probably did a good amount of research, and that is actually like I, I like. I, I can't like I deal with like tendencies like that and that is exactly like how you feel you're like and you start like picturing in your head and you're like I have to go back and check it's like I, yeah. I like I used to have this tendency or I still do I, I check the the window on my car and so you see my fingerprints on the window uh it's because when I lock my car for some reason I believe my window's open even though I never open up the window so I have to go just tap it real quick and then it kind of like clicks in my mind. All right, you never opened it, or it's not open anymore. Yeah. Uh, so it it it. I wrote that down as a note too. I was like, this is like a like a realistic kind of mm-hmm. visualization of OCD and stuff, and how it kind of like. And then imagine being a serial killer, and then having yeah. to deal with all that. He's like, so, <laughs> I have a question for you. How did he not get any DNA on any of these crime scenes? I think the I think this is to the point of like um of the time period. Um I'm assuming it's a time period that no one really cared about DNA. Like DNA existed, mm. but yeah. I don't think it was a time period where like 
like they're all like they took your fingerprint but are they going to be able to like check it across millions of people match it to anything yeah no Uh, i think nowadays you're seeing that happen where it's like that's why people that killed in the 70s and 80s are getting caught now because they can kind of Mm -hmm. figure it out now with modern technology but i think that's like he was leaving dna everywhere because he's going into houses with no like basically no gloves on no and all gloves that. he had gloves in his freezer though and it's like <laughs> you just did something to someone what are you doing yeah, okay because they don't really they don't touch on the time frame mm-hmm. and then even the way the people dressed it could they dress like that now yeah it was i kind of thought they this didn't was show in a canada. cell phone like i i uh, because i kind of mm. got some canadian like accent i think with the first yeah. lady uma thurman character which i didn't know mm-hmm. but um and i was like i don't know where this is at and i think that also adds to like the the possibility of this happening no matter what like yeah you don't know where it's happening when it's happening too or when yeah i really actually i like that though i like that you can kind of be immersed in the film but not understand where it is or when it is because my take was like okay this dude's for sure gonna get caught with his dna but you were like no, this is probably before that. So we watched the same film, but it had different views on when and where it took place. Yeah, it was, I think it, it's kind of what's nice because you're watching this and you're asking yourself a lot of questions. Uh, mm-hmm. One, because it is like that documentary feel where like you're there with them, but then also you're there trying to answer questions of like, why isn't someone getting caught? Why? And it, yeah. also more his confidence goes up a little bit more. Like eventually he says his OCD kind of goes away. And then he's like, whatever. Like, that's so why he like walks around with blood all over him and everything. Yeah. Like, he, he just kind of has like he, no care in the world anymore. And then snitching on himself. I have 60 bodies. It's like, uh. Yeah. And then to know that he's a psychopath and not what people believe a serial killer is always a sociopath. Sociopath. Um, like, Patty and I were looking it up like during the movie and stuff. And it's like, uh, like, psychopath and sociopath are not used as terms anymore. It's it's mm. all like antisocial uh, disorder, but like a psychopath truly has no remorse or no understanding of like why doing. and like and it, like in the movie he's practicing emotions, and so it was yeah. like oh like let me see how like happy I am and stuff and it's like you can tell <laughs> it was it was good a good acting on this dude's part too because it's like. Oh, Matt Dillon. Yeah, yeah. It, this is a good role for him. And it actually was kind of like a very good movie from him because like, where else is Matt Dillon? Like, he's kind of always been kind of like the the side guy. Or I thought something. he was like heartthrob type of, not heartthrob, but that it guy in the film. Yeah, like sort Never of like Heath Ledger this. before he became Joker. Like, yeah. like, stuff like that. Like he's the love interest of someone in the film, but he doesn't have, he's not the main character. Yeah, so I, I this one, yeah, he came out swinging. He didn't care, and I wonder if it's just because like it's good casting. I'm assuming, but then also like it just it's great. Matt casting. Dillon really enjoyed the story and stuff, and was like, yeah. "Oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty intense." <laughs> yeah, nothing can prepare you like nothing can prepare you for that film. No, I, like it's not overly scary overly horrific but it's just one of those ones that sticks with you i think this is like sort of like the same the same like emotion that i came out of it was with like like hereditary where you're just more like i'm 
fucked up for like a good week or so. Mm. <laughs> like I'm like I'm gonna be thinking about <laughs> hereditary this for a didn't while. mess me up. <laughs> so I still get glimpses of hereditary. Yeah, to this day. Yeah, I still I'm like laying in bed with Patty. I was like Patty, what's that shadow in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> get my flashlight. Get my flashlight, please. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like this is. I'm surprised how good this movie is. But mm-hmm. in terms of like a negative, what do you think? Like, do you see any downside? I wasn't the biggest fan of the ending. Yeah, like how he falls yeah, in. Yeah, like I. Yeah, how he falls in, but just how it transitions from him being unable to open that door for so long, and then he opens the door, and that was his passage to the other side. For some reason, I remember seeing another it might have been a deleted i don't remember how i saw it but and i could have imagined it honestly but i could have swore i saw a scene like he gets out like he did and goes to hell but the police officers actually find the cop car that that he was in that he drove over and it was the siren was going off and they track that car back to that location and then they free all of those uh people that he had lined up that he was ready to shoot with a single bullet yeah, I I assume that 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 happened because they like drilled through the when door. I watched it out. And then yeah, like, they, but they didn't show that other side of it. Uh, well, like, I I like I guess I assumed it and everything because like then yeah. he like transitions into like this death sequence, and then you yeah. assume he died, but you assume maybe the cops killed him while kind of entering the room and stuff and then they were because they were shooting through the door yeah Yeah. stuff like that but if they i don't know yeah maybe there was a scene that like it shows them kind of i thought there was and i might be tripping uh i may i'll I'll search youtube or something they may have (laughs) deleted scene the house that jack built oh and then the house he built was crazy well it makes sense i think it makes sense sense, but it's like that's the house yeah I'm thinking because he's making a house, but then he's making a house, and you're like, no. But, yeah, but then it like it goes with like the whole like his thought process of artwork, and then use of material, yeah. and and it's like that that the sensitization of like like it's not humans anymore; it's material. And yeah, and you saw it with like insane. the 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 second girl he he strangled. Because uh, he didn't call her by her name. He called her, like, uh, Simple. Um, yeah, he was talking bad to that lady. Yeah, but I think that was, like, a a, a look into that he he doesn't, like, a, he doesn't placing connect. a name to somebody is, like, what yeah. us, what we do. Like, you're Kai. Mm-hmm. But him, he's, like, you're just some other person or other thing to me. You're just an object. Yeah, and I think that was, like, a good kind of, like, understanding of that. But yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. This was like a very interesting um, play to it. I, for me, I didn't get the the, the music. Uh, like uh, some of the music that are like that that one song that they kept going to, where he's like, I, it was like more of like an upbeat song. I I was like, mm-hmm. maybe it's it's like a way to like kind of cut cut the mood and stuff, and like kind of like it's more of like how his mind probably like. Oh, it's functioning. Functions throughout this, like, kind of, like, these menial tasks, like, when he's just doing random things. But yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just feel like, I, I felt like that was kind of weird. Uh, some of the hard parts were, like, even though, like, the 
the the camera work was was very good there was a lot of like transitions to like smaller ratios it was like a like always kind oh, of like yeah, moving yeah to uh yeah. to different aspect ratios and stuff and so but it, it had a purpose like it, it was a lot of times like that person on the piano the or like cue card and stuff yeah the cue card stuff but i think i think for me that's kind of like it's it's the music choices and then also like sometimes like going back and forth on those from those aspect ratios but it almost adds to the chaoticness of the movie too yeah because there's no I don't know what kind of music I would have actually enjoyed with that. Because there's just so much. Yeah. There's so much going on. I didn't. So that's one thing. I didn't. Like, I remember hearing the music, but it didn't connect. I was more just watching the visuals and just how how everything played out. There was this one song. I can't recall it right now. And and it just kept like. Like every time I heard it, I was like, oh, this comes. This seems kind of like off weird and stuff and i and i i'm assuming it has a purpose but i was like all right whatever like this is kind of like part of the movie i guess (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know yeah that that, that's sort of like i think it bodes for the rating that i give but it it, it also no matter what i think we we've kind of said it it, it's it's a very tough watch because it's it's really intense And, and visceral i think is a very like easy word to use in this context and stuff for sure but um but yeah I, in terms of like recommending it and all that stuff there's a select few i think you'll recommend it to. Yeah. i think <laughs> so now that we we're talking about it i think someone that is into true crime docuseries may be into it but it's giving them that disclaimer before they watch it of like this is intense like you watch those netflix docuseries but this is different yeah because like i think about my mom like my mom watches dateline and all those like id channels mm-hmm. but i don't know if she would be open to watch this i really don't know yeah. uh, i'm gonna talk to her tonight so maybe, <laughs> maybe i'll tell yeah, her but you don't see what happened you see the aftermath this you're watching and then you see the aftermath also and you're like okay i just saw this whole thing play out yeah but i think anybody that you um, have in your life that like is has like a psychology background i know anybody that goes to college probably has like a psychology degree and stuff uh i i'm one of those <laughs> but i am not but, but you're, yeah kai's not but but i but by proxy i am because of you. <laughs> i think but i think anybody that has sort of like a, a background in psychology and stuff i don't know maybe maybe people that don't that do like psychology probably won't like this movie yeah. and stuff you never know but you're probably going to hit it pretty well with like a lot of like true crime people. Yeah. But even Patty, she Patty says she loved it, but it was a tough mm-hmm. watch. Like it's like probably yeah. one of those movies you watch once and never watch again. <laughs> oh my crazy! Yeah, you watched it twice. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see the I got to see the visuals more the second time. Yeah, right. I, the camera work the second time. The first time I was just. Like, oh my goodness, what am I watching? Yeah, I I, I guess. I, I guess that would be like the only reason why you would watch it twice. <laughs> Just be like, yeah. I, I gotta get into you start the, a podcast yeah. and hey. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of rating this movie, what would you end up rating it? I have it so I looked at my rating from the last time and I gave it a three and a half. I would give it a three and a half or a four. Because I, I, 
I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it enough to watch it twice. But for whatever reason, that ending of him transitioning to hell just really threw me off. Mm-hmm. So th- then, yeah, I took off all that. Actually, I gave it a four. And I think it for me, I enjoyed that. That is it is basically I'm I'm assuming I, I should read it, read, read up mm-hmm. on it, whether or not he is trying to like modernize Dante's Inferno. Uh, but Dante's Inferno is only one section of divine com- comedy and stuff. He goes through purgatory and then also heaven and stuff. But but you you almost kind of like if you believe in whatever happens afterwards, you, you almost assume that th- that's better. That better be where he shows where he ends up at. Like, <laughs> and so, like don't end up in the other. Place, yeah, because other like place, like sixty sixty one people and stuff. But it's like. Yeah. So I don't know. I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, for how tough it is to watch, and you're probably only going to watch it once um, or mm. twice, I, I have to give it a four. It 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 hits you in a very emotional way, but it's not like oh, I'm walking away with this and I feel happy and stuff, and I feel or I feel like yeah. I liked what I watched. It's more of like okay, like that's that's intense. It was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Like I enjoyed what I watched, but I don't want to see it again. Or like I need some time before I watch this again. It is gonna make me want to watch uh, his other movies. He has other movies that are sort of like the same subject matter. Uh, okay. Melancholia is one that I want to watch, and uh, mm. and he actually shows the ending to Melancholia in the movie, uh, which is funny because they, really? yeah, he he made Melancholia like in like 2011, and then. Mm-hmm. He makes this one in 2018, and then like 18. he shows like the ending of it and stuff. But um, <laughs> so I I I would like to because there's a lot of movies that kind of like depict death and also like the whole mm-hmm. concept of death. The Green Knight is one of them that kind of like comes to mind too. Oh yeah, that depicts death pretty well. Um, and so this is like a different angle at it. That what happens when a, a horrible person. but yeah i i definitely say someone who enjoys movies and is it should watch this once i think i would say like you have to watch this once and then be done with it i think (laughs) i think i think you're right i didn't think about like the movie lovers like movie lovers will enjoy it but like you said watch it the one time if you really enjoy it watch it again Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, movie lovers or or people that are into like crime docu series should enjoy this. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you finally watched. Yeah, it. me too. And it's a it's a good one for October. It probably will be fine for any other month, but October was fun yeah, for it. <laughs> October was the yeah. That's the right time to watch it. Not just on a random Sunday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cal. You want to take us out? Yeah, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Sunday Morning Hangover. Wow, it's been a while since I've said that. I'm <laughs> um, Kai. And I'm Jason, and we'll be back next week with another one. And please remember to subscribe and like the video.